You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your attention, please. It's time for Last Call. This is the last call, last call, last call. A behind-the-scenes and candid conversation from A's baseball. That's going to be gone, and it's back to back to back. You believe that? To mic'd up memories, to industry insights, and after dark illumination of our national pastime. We're looking back now. Amelia Schimmel and Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Last Call. It's Last Call, y'all. <laughs> Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Amelia Schimmel. Cheers. That's a, that that was pretty good. I give it like a B plus. Mm-hmm. I think I nice have clink. to agree. And I will say, unfortunately, we are not celebrating a win today. No. And you know what's weird is we just got used to doing the show. All we do is win, right? Well, yeah. We were winning after every show. So I think it's kind of good to humble ourselves. Right. I mean, I'm not going to say that there's a direct correlation between like we started winning a lot of games when this yeah podcast started, but I'm also saying that it's definitely 100% us. Check the baseball doing. reference page. <laughs> but this, unfortunately, we lost tonight, but it was a fun game because it was insanely just energetic and the crowd was really cool. It was 40,000 plus. So that's cool. Yeah. So unfortunately we do have to deal with the loss and it was a battle of the Bay game against the giants. It's always a little bit more extra. There's some more passion and oomph there. Um, a lot of the East Bay fans get to stay in Oakland and so they don't mat- they don't mind that as much, but we had a day. We had a day. We had a day. A day. Okay. So I mentioned 40,000 fans, which was really cool to see. And you know, the stadium can hold like 55 plus. So mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't even look near full because there were so many people there, but it got so loud that our starting pitcher, Adam Aller said he had to really press his pitch come to his ear. Cause he couldn't hear a lot of things. He said, it's the first time he's ever had to do that. That's so cool. And I also love the fact that we have a DJ at the treehouse. So there's like, kind of, you can feel the thumping of the music yeah. over there, but you know, just the buzz of the crowd and the fact that like, when I'm, you know, introducing, you know, let's just say the team when they run out mm-hmm. and you get this big cheer, yeah. that's the best part. It is the best part. I will say, um, trying to do a pregame interview with that music blaring is mm. a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So as long as we're getting you know, old, we're, we're like complaining about, yeah. oh, it's so noisy in here. See, I don't care about that. But if you're making Ken Korak annoyed, you're like right. something. Ken's an angel I and nobody should of, ever annoy him. I want to take care of everything. For Protect him. him at all costs. Um, A really cool thing that was also happening. Um, There was like live, actual live music going on. A band was playing, yeah. Notorious. And they were doing everything Notorious. from Dua Lipa to, mm-hmm. you know, Third Eye Blind and everything else. And I thought that was really cool. And um, I did have an awkward social media hit heading into it tim the drummer and i tried to like promote to you go guys are on a first name basis We're now. On, yeah tim um <laughs> and i tried to like hand my phone to him and he didn't see it and so i was like okay <laughs> so so okay so to clarify you met tim the drummer tim of the, the band notorious, notorious that performed no relation to biggie smalls that performed in championship plaza pre-game which by the way new thing that we're doing saturday's concert in championship plaza. And I thought the vibe there was really, really cool. I know that a lot of people were still tailgating. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we got as many people as we would get on another Saturday when yeah. it's not giant A's and tailgating is right. like the main event, but 
I mean, I was out there in Championship Plaza and I thought it was a really good scene. I yeah. thought the band was really good and they played um, Toto. Africa. Africa. That's the best. So that I the just best. love, I mean, Toto's probably one hit wonder, right? So I don't know if Roxanne. they have any others. Rox- or okay. Rosanna. I thought, sorry, the song. I thought Africa might've been, but that's the only one that I, yeah. yeah that's, that's the like, song that's that the, I need to the hear. The main one, the main yeah. one. Yeah. No, it's always when that song comes on, like you, you get up and you dance. Yup. Um, and, and, you know, Tim, the drummer very well at this point. So yeah, he, you know, he made me do the Macarena and I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I still need to watch that. He made Everybody me do the tune Macar- into social media. Never go to Ace Twitter again, y'all. It was, and then of course, Madison was like, that was great. I'm like, was it? <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you search the interwebs later this evening, you might find one Jessica Kleinschmidt mm-hmm. doing the Macarena awkwardly, as she says. But yeah. I'm sure it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it was totally fine if you, um, it wasn't. If you like uh, that kind of thing. If you like that kind of thing, which they probably don't. We had a lot of food trucks <laughs> out there, which was really cool. I had a sushi truck. You saw me in all my sushi. I was like, <laughs> she looked like a raccoon had grabbed like three rolls of sushi and was like trying to get it to the Coliseum before trust, anybody noticed. I don't trust nobody around food. Like, I just don't. <laughs> You look like the sushi bandit. <laughs> Thank you, you. Just, you were, I saw you. you just like, just ninja your way. I into... will say I ordered two rolls and they gave me three. And I remember Ooh. they handed me the third and I was like, I'm not saying <laughs> bonus <laughs> roll. <laughs> yeah. I was not upset about it. Um, so if, and everybody around me was like, yeah, maybe just don't say anything. Is that your favorite food truck? It, you know, it, I think Southern Comfort is still my favorite, but I think a sushi food truck is kind of bizarre. Like I've never yeah. even heard of that. And, but every time I turn around, there's a different food truck that's like yeah. has a different cuisine. So I don't eat seafood, but my mom always says never eat sushi in a place that's not next to a body of water, but a food truck can be anywhere close to a body of water. <laughs> the estuary, you know, the water's not that far from you know, all of that. But no, I'm say, sure it was delicious. Yeah, you know, Bay Area sushi fine. is probably really good. It was, it was, really it was, it was fine. Like yeah. But they made the rolls a little too big. So I'd pretty much eat them like a cheeseburger. But other than that, like they're really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned we had the halal. Truck. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. I, I think the name of it is like Middle Eastern comfort food or something like that. But I love that one. It is a little bit of a gamble before sitting for four hours to get like yeah. beef and la- or to get lamb and chicken over rice with like the sauce on yeah. it. But it's so good and it hasn't failed me yet. Like, oh, good. Yeah. There's like, there was like a 92% chance of indigestion during the game wow. and I beat the odds. Oh, you know, I did not become a statistic. You are not a statistic. Yeah. Um, your slash line remains pretty pristine. Thank you. Um, one thing I saw the moment I got there before all the crowd started coming in, I think it was like a few fans at the beginning were trickling in before the real stuff started. I saw a split hat. What Ugh. is a split hat? You might add. Ask. It's half A's, half Giants, mm-hmm. um, split down the middle. But so it's, you know, half and half, but full embarrassment. I feel, <laughs> I feel. 100% <laughs> embarrassment, I, 50% each team. Why do people do that? Like, I, I can understand, like, living in the mm. Bay, or you, you'd be maybe respectful toward both teams. Or you could even argue, I have an AL team yeah. and an NL team, what have you. But I think that's so disrespectful. Well, they're just broadcasting their indecisiveness, which I don't think is a great quality. So next time I'm looking for you know a place to eat and my boyfriend's like make a decision I'm like tell that guy yeah, to make a decision <laughs> look at that split hat could um, be worse you know okay there are very few there are obviously like you know 
there are a few exceptions to each rule. Mm -hmm. I think, and I was talking with somebody after the game about this because I want to get my mom a split Cubs A's jersey. I like because my sister works yeah. for the Cubs and I work for the A's, obviously. So I thought that'd be like a cute thing for her to wear with Shimmel on the back. So like that's the difference. So if you, yeah. for example, if have you your are, daughter working in two organizations right. <laughs> in the 0.01% chance that you have a daughter working in both organizations one wear gets, that hat one wear deals crowd. with indigestion yeah. yeah no but I guess okay in 89 like I don't know if you were just a baseball fan and you weren't a fan of either team and you just wanted to be like yay sports like yeah. fine but we're still like make it's been well, a while now. I was going to do the math, but I, yeah, we're not. I don't want to. It's not it's that kind of podcast. Old. Not that it's kind of podcast. It's been thirty or so yeah. years. So, like, just decide which team is your favorite. And but wear what that if hat. you worked for the Dodgers and she worked for the Giants? Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I've obviously never been a Giants fan. So Where I don't does know that what line that, fall? What that exactly. Right. Okay, this is a better, I think, e example for me in my scenario. If she worked for the Astros, I yeah. would find it extremely difficult. Yeah. To, to stomach be her sister splitting anymore. anything and <laughs> yes i would have to unsister her i would have to un no i wouldn't she's the best but but i would i would tell her to strongly reassess her life goals yeah um and, yeah, I mean, and like fair. why why she would put the family through this i just feel like you have these job opportunities with major league base they're like there's so yeah, many of them yeah. just go to another team yeah but fortunately she like the cubs are a team that are you know they're likable they're the nl so you know they can be my second favorite team if that's so you also thing. you're gonna be like the split hat guy and say i have an al and an nl team no no because i have one team you, you don't get to choose now. one from each league i i think that's better than having like two teams in the same yeah. league and i get it like if your parent or something is like you know like my parents grew up Yankee fans. Yeah. And so I, I always had a little bit more respect for them right. than I would otherwise, but I'm not going to like root for them. You know, I'm still an A's fan. And I get Till I die. Yeah. I'm like, life. I have a, an affinity for the giants because I did cover them for a few years and, yeah. you know, the Astros too, just in certain aspects and definitely the Reno aces, the Diamondbacks too. Yeah. So just like, you, you can respect different... a team without going rah, rah and getting half a hat. And when your name's Seth beer, it doesn't matter what the Jersey on the front says it's <laughs> beer on it's, the back. Yeah. It's about the beer. Um, that's going to bring me into my next question. And we did see a little bit of the wave occur today. Ugh. And I do believe, by the way, we're filming in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, we have a friend listening. FP Santangelo Jr. is here. Woo! And he said that he saw the wave occurring and it looks like Giants fans started it. However, one of our hardcore fans put a stop to it. Yes, which I love. Do you love or do you do you unfortunately love the wave and do mm -hmm. you or do you hate it? Great question, Jess. Thank you. Um, I I think there's a time and the place for the wave. I know it was invented in Oakland, so I have appreciation for it. Crazy George invented it, mm -hmm. and he is quite crazy. Yeah. I've met the guy. Well, he real, invented the real, wave. You'd have real to be. interesting guy. You'd have to be. Um, it was invented, I think, in like '81 or something at an A's Yankees game by him. But I think it is cool. It's cool to look at. However, do not do the wave in a close game. Do not do the wave. When your team, like it's a tense situation for your team, you're distracting from the game. You know what I mean? Do the wave if you are a child and there's like, it's, you know, a Wednesday day game and it's a blowout, like one, it's a lopsided game and all the kids are having fun and doing it. It's for, it's for being fun and youthful. I'm not saying it's a kids only thing, but like no 
the time and place that it should belong. So I'm not a hundred percent anti-wave. I just feel like lately I've seen it in a lot of scenarios where I'm like, this should not be a wave right now. Like this is either extra innings or it's, you know, it's a close game and we need to focus you guys. We can't be like wooing. What about you? Um, you know, what's weird is I, I really despise the wave, but uncle Mark who sits behind me is always like, why do you hate fun? I think we talked about this before. (laughs) Why do you you hate fun? And I was like, because it's funny, you know, I'm ever free to be miserable around me. Um, I think it's fine now, but same thing, like have a feel, read the stadium, read the room, have some feel. Mm -hmm. So if you're just going to do the wave when, like I said, there's a blowout or, you know, it's being too finicky, like, oh, I want to be that guy, or like the guy making yeah. the weird, stupid comments because he wants the whole section and think he's funny. Yeah. Like, you're not going to go home with anyone, bro. <laughs> you're I, not funny. Yeah. Like, oh, you call Cole Calhoun a punk. Good for you. He is not. <laughs> love, we Cole love Cal- Cole Calhoun. Every we time I introduce Cole Calhoun, Calhoun I want to say Cole Calhoun <laughs> because I just feel like it sounds that That's way. That's how I feel like with Bo Taylor. Bo Taylor. Bo Taylor. It's exactly going to come out that way at least once. Cole Calhoun. Yeah. Bo Taylor for sure is a character on Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Without a doubt. For sure. He made like a couple appearances, like maybe the goofy fun friend who yeah. like drinks a six pack like it's nothing. Um, <laughs> Cool. Well, I think, they, I think, I think, I think we're, we're somewhat we covered on a, some really, there. Yeah. yeah, we covered some really intense um, thoughts and I'm glad we're still on the same. Yeah. No one has to sleep we with s- one eye open. We swing the right way, which is <laughs> correct. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. Um, we had a celebrity first pitch today. Heck yeah. Uh, Kaminga, of course, uh, from the Warriors was there. He was feeling it. I was really impressed with him. But let's talk about the actual pitch itself. Probably one of the mm. best ones I've seen. You know, when he started the wind up there, I was I was like, I don't know where this is going to go because he was flying open. You know, I was trying to break down his pitch as it was happening. But then he kind of he honed it in there. Mm-hmm. at the. You know, he kind of almost it was like a wrist flip and he's just got a lot of power. So he he got it to the plate and he got it with a little bit of speed and he's 19 years old so like oh my god you know are you even on solid food yet I don't think he's on solid food yet and like great job like you know obviously he can handle pressure because he helped the Warriors win a championship but like that's a pressure-filled situation you know I've I've talked to a lot of you know former baseball players who had to throw out the ceremonial first pitch years after they're gone like Rich Harden for instance um he told me he was more nervous for that than most of his outings and um, then, you know, I had to do my first pitch right before him. So it was like a whole hot mess. <laughs> and it was just the ports were like, do you want to throw out the first pitch? I was like, sure. They go, oh, by the way, you're yeah, like opening you're the opener for Rich Harden. Yeah. Um, terrifying. Uh, and but so, it was a good pitch. It was a good I pitch. was I love announcing, you know, like Warriors play like big deal names like that. That was so cool. I got to announce Steph Curry recently, Kaminga. That's, I mean, come on, pinch yourself, Amelia. That is cool. There you go. That's real. I mean, announcing baseball players all the time is kind of what I do, but like, it's just cool to like crossover sport to sport. So, um, and and I really appreciated Kaminga just kind of what's like what Seth did. He was there pretty much the entire game from what I saw. And he just like sat in the stands. He wanted to hang out with the fans. He wanted to hang out with the fans. And I appreciated that. Um, and people definitely recognized him and asked for his autograph and everything like that. I wonder if he had his first drink. (laughs) He's not legal yet. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. No, I don't know. I will say like when I walk around, like, because my aunt was there today and like friends are always there. Like they always offer me alcohol and I'm like, you know, I'm working, right? Like, I don't, what are you? And I get it. Like sometimes I have to remind myself, like, they're like, this is their Saturday. They're off. They're having fun. And I just finished interviewing a couple guys and I'm like, svelting. Yeah. Is that a word? Svelting? Svelt is different. You're schwitzing. 
schwitzing. I think you can combine like combine schwitzing with melting. And I kind of, I'm here for it. Schmelting. That's schmelting. Like, like, like gold Gold. member. Yeah. I'm schmelting. Shave me from my shelf. Um, (laughs) Bong and a blinch. (laughs) Pipe and a pancake. Isn't it bong and a blitz? Blintz. Oh my God. Two Yiddish words in one episode. Here we are, guys. All right. A blintz is like a, it's like a pastry-ish breakfast item. Like, and then schwitzing is sweating. So um, I'm all schwitzy, you know, like, but, but schmelting works too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Little Yiddish lesson for you guys. That was wonderful. You learn something new every day. Um, Wait, what what were we talking about? Um, Kaminga. No. Something else. He wanted to be among the fans. Yeah, but you were when you were when you said you were smelting. Oh, drinking. Oh, yeah. So you were talking. Okay, so thank you to our fan in the audience here for reminding us. But you said people offer you drinks yeah. before you work, and I just think it's funny right now that we're just having a nice drink and you know talking on our podcast. But yeah. some people like I I walked through the tailgate today and everybody's like, "Hey, you want a drink?" I'm like, "Do you know what would come out of my mouth?" <laughs> On a microphone in front of 40,065 people, if you I would, drink that tequila right now, it's for, not happening. For sure, we smell I'd be, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be announcing Cole Calhoun, and he's not even playing in this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, now batting Ty Cobb, y'all. And everybody's like, what? Um, oh, sorry, I was at the tailgate. <laughs> so I can't, the, the moral is we can't drink before we work. So stop offering us drinks. And yeah. We will not take them. But also I, I appreciate you asking. Cause you know me, I get like, really, I get FOMO. Like, I know I yeah, can't do it, but I, I would like the option. The yeah, I would <laughs> like the option. <laughs> it's all about the option for sure. So uh, the moral is keep offering us drinks. Keep we offering, will turn we'll them say down. No. Um, Ramon Laureano made this really awesome catch today out in right field. And it wasn't just a Ramon Laureano-esque catch. What he did, he did was he went for it. He kind of fell on his back. And mm-hmm. you, you can tell, like, his body language was saying, like, I cannot finish this he catch. Li- he literally couldn't even. Yeah, he literally couldn't even. And he put his his glove up and he made the catch. And um, I, I asked Mark Kotze about it. He was like, yeah, it's like acrobatics. But also, like, he felt he followed through. And mm-hmm. that's a thing... It sounds so simple, but I probably would have been like, nah, nah I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a nap no, right here because I just I just I just ate it in yeah. the crowd. So he fell down. Yes. Just if you didn't see it, it's it's worth like looking at the highlights, but he fell down. He clearly like he just lost his footing. He splatted on the ground and then he made like a dive to catch it and recovered. But so he like maintained his focus, which was awesome. But uh, yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster for me because yeah. I'm sitting in there in the control. Room, I'm like, oh no, oh no, he yeah. had to, and then he dove and then yeah. he caught it. Yeah, it was, just, like, it was yeah. very cool. It was very cool to see. Um, it's actually overall like there's some good performances on from both sides um, on the field. The A's and Giants will forever be ingrained in your memory because oh, yeah. the, um, you know those gimmicky things where. It's like, hey, if you do this, you win a car. Yeah. That literally happened to you. This is wild. Okay, so I'm going to try to keep this pretty concise here because it was just insane. Just the story. It just doesn't happen to anybody. And people kind of get mad at me because I, I realize that this she is goes, the luckiest. I'm going to keep it concise. So and people get So mad. here's my 30-minute preamble <laughs> to my short story. I always do that. I'm going to keep it short, but also here's like 10 backstories and a tangent. Okay, here's what happened. I'm going to take you back to 2006, 19 year old Amelia is at the game with her mom and sister and my sister's friend. And we were in our, we had a, we shared some season tickets with, you know, a bunch of different yeah. families. Um, so we were sitting behind the third base dugout and um, it's A's giants. 
So it's a pretty highly attended mm-hmm. game. I think there was 30 or 40,000 in the stands. And I, I, it was a Friday night and I know that they do a Friday night car giveaway. And, uh, so somebody comes and taps me on the shoulder that has like a credential on. I'm like, this must be an A's employee. And they say, Hey, is this your ticket? You know, do you belong in this seat? And I show them the ticket that I do belong there. And that was my seat. They said, wait here. You're going to want to like participate in this. And so they didn't give me any more information. So I looked to my sister and we're like, Oh my God, it's, it's Friday night. We're like, could it be like the car giveaway? We're like, nah, it's probably like a $50 crazy yeah, auto yeah. parts gift certificate yeah. or something like that. But we're still kind of like boning up on our trivia for some reason. Cause we forgot that like, there was no trivia involved. It was just like a race. <laughs> so we're like, okay. Um, all right. What was, um, Mark Cosse's batting average yeah. and, so, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. An inning or two later, the same guy comes down. I go with my mom to the cross aisle and he says, you have a one in three chance of winning a car tonight. And I was like, oh my God, no way. This is so cool. He goes, are you 18? I'm like, yes, I'm 19. So the cutoff, you know, you have to be 18 or older. And I look at my mom and I, (laughs) basically you have to agree in order to participate in there because there's so many taxes involved. Mm -hmm. So you have to basically say like, yes, I want to be part of this. It's not just like you just get this free car and it's awesome. You have to say like, yeah, I'm willing to pay the taxes because you can't just sell it right off the lot. You take home the car, you pay the taxes and that can bankrupt some people because it's a lot, Um, especially in California. So I look at my mom with like baby, you know, puppy eyes and I'm like, please, can we participate? Like, I don't have any money and you'd have to pay the taxes. I really, really want this. Like, this is an unbelievable story for the rest of my life. And I know you don't really want a GMC Yukon right now, but like, this could be a great family car. And I'm like selling it to her. And she's like, yeah. And we did actually have a really old like family car that was about to die. So it was a useful time to get a new car that might not have been like, we probably wouldn't have chosen something so big and bulky. So We go to the executive offices, we sign a bunch of papers and it's me and two like 40 something year old guys. And I'm thinking if this thing is rigged, then I'm probably like going to do okay because I'm the 19 year old woman there. It's not rigged, by the way. It's totally, you know, done fairly and whatever. But I didn't know at the time you pick a ball, a ball out of a bag. It's like a red, white or blue ball. And that symbolizes the car that's going to race on the screen. So between the sixth and seventh innings or something, you're by where the flagpoles used to be or whatever. And there's a car sitting there and you've got a giant cardboard key. And I had the white cardboard key. And I remember somebody behind me in the now it's now the treehouse, like that area. So it's like kind of the treehouse seating area. Somebody says, I'll give you a thousand dollars right now for your one in three chance of winning a car. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting offer like that. I can't accept and wouldn't accept, but like, Oh my God, what? No. Um, so I said, no, 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 I can't do it. We already signed all this paperwork. We're in. And so the, the car race happens on the screen. It's totally not a skill based thing. I didn't have to answer any trivia questions and I'm like jumping up and down with a cardboard key and I'm freaking out. I had to pee so badly. I was like, I don't know how much more I can do, but, um, and stompers there. And I'm just so excited in the moment that I didn't even realize my car won. And somebody screamed, you won the white car won. I was like, what? I start high-fiving Stomper rapidly. I'm freaking <laughs> out. I'm like dancing. I don't even know what I look like. I have a video of it, but I will never watch this yeah. video. Let me tell you. So I, I won at an A's Giants game and Barry Bonds was playing. So I think it was like a big deal game too. A GMC Yukon that ended up being um, the car that I still have today. It has 
It has been a fantastic car. It was like insane that I, you know, everything has happened for me from the A's, right? Job, car, all the thousands of baseball games I've mm-hmm. gone to, but I thought was really cool. And I'll keep, I'll keep this part of it short is going back for my interview at the A's in 2017. I drove that car to the lot. And I remember thinking, God, this is a full circle moment. I really hope That's I get this cool. job. And then I drove, um, I drove my that you know, when I got hired, my boss and another guy in marketing, his name's Travis, um, in the car. And I said, guess what guys, fun fact, I won this car at an A's game. And they were like, wait, Travis was there. He was in the marketing oh department gosh. and he ended up sitting next to me in the office that year, but he was in the marketing department that year. He's like, I was probably the person that like administered this whole thing with you. Yeah. I was like, no way. This That's is really wild. Cool. So I'm glad they still let me have the job, even though they already yeah. gave me a car completely unrelated. <laughs> give you a car yeah. and a job. It's really nice of the yeah. A's to do that yeah. for you. That's awesome. Um, after the game, when we got back uh, from talking to Kotze and then Adam Aller with post-game availability, I saw Tony Kemp was still, was he was on the, on the field and still dressed in his uniform. And I was like, what's going on? And then I saw Mish, his, his wife, Michelle, like run down with somebody else. I'm like, who is that? And it was Paige Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski's wife. Now, um, Yaz and Kemp, they went to college together. They were not only college buddies, but they played baseball together and I believe roommates at the same time. So um, their wives were pregnant around the same time mm-hmm. and gave birth about two months apart. And so they were posing with their kids and their wives and everything on the field. And the um, baby Yaz, so and, cute. yeah, baby Yaz and baby Kemp were wearing these bows and one was green, one was orange, but they were ma- wearing matching dresses and, you know, Kemp and Yaz like got all into it, of course. And it was funny because like everybody looks at me and they know how much I love babies. And Susan Slusser of the San Francisco Chronicle goes, Jess, are you watching this? I'm like, I'm ass deep in it right now. Like we are, we are very much in this. <laughs> I know like I'm very much in this. And uh, my, my work husband, Martin Gallegos, the MLB.com beat writer for the name opening. drop, <laughs> name he, drop number three. Yeah. So he was, he was, um, loving it as well. So that was, and you sent me a picture and I was like, Oh my God, there aren't enough like hard eye emojis for this photo. It is the cutest thing I have ever seen. And I don't get like, I don't know. I don't get super sappy about baby pictures, but once in a while the hormones kick in and I'm like, wow, that's cute. That's real cute. Yeah. Um, and then Michelle Kemp actually sent me the photo of baby Yaz and Kemp at the very end. So you got to see the actual stop. So Um, cute. I believe you have a funny story to tell. (laughs) God. So, okay. So, um, I was talking to someone on a dating app recently and just having conversation, never met the guy. Let's call him Mr. Met. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll keep him anonymous because this is not my goal of this podcast to blow anyone up. And so we're not ever going to do that. Just, you know, anybody out there who's ever dated me, just know that your, your stories are safe, but this was a different scenario because I was talking to him. It was friendly. It was great. And like, we hadn't really kind of figured out a time to meet yet. And like, I was out of town and then he was out of town and whatever. And then I, I had mentioned like in passing that I was working on a podcast and that was kind of taking some time. And he said, Oh, why don't you send me the podcast? So I sent him a link to last call. And then he ghosted me. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I guess he didn't like the show. (laughs) And I was like, all right, whatever. It's not for everyone. I'm not for everybody, but I'm for somebody. So anyways, um, I basically, I was like, "Eh, I guess, you know, he didn't like the show. And then a couple of days ago, you and I were talking and what did you say? Um, you said 
something along the lines of like, well, you were showing- Well, I told you that story. Yeah, but but no, but you were showing your friends like who oh, yeah. this guy was. And I was like, you're like, oh, he's cute. And I was like, oh, what does he look like? And you showed me his photo. I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to date with him three years ago. <laughs> and um, before she was in her current relationship yeah. obviously and um and I was like he's a Mets fan right and you're like yeah. yeah and I remember we him and I went on a date and that's whatever but I never heard from him again and then it we figured out it's because he saw that I was so on he, the podcast with you he either hated the show or he didn't want it to get really awkward so. yeah and so here's the thing I literally don't care bro like I <laughs> <laughs> like if you think it's awkward like you're you have out a, there Mr. Matt you have a huge ego like nobody cares like, <laughs> get over yourself but we uh, thank you for the unique podcast yeah, now it's listening. really not gonna work out between us <laughs> good lord we have um a day game tomorrow mm-hmm. so that's exciting oh and it's really exciting that we have the A's Hall of Fame tomorrow so we do have the A's I'm Hall of Fame super tomorrow. amped for that come early if you're going to the one o'clock game get there at like noon guys seriously at least yeah. If not 7 a.m. Yeah, they well, want to say that. they want to they want people to be comfortably in their seats at 1215. Yeah, we've got for... some really cool. I don't want to ruin it. We've got some really cool presenters of the Hall of Fame guys, too. Yeah. Um, are is that public or is it kind of surprises? I honestly don't know, which is why I was just going to okay. err on the side of there's for sure people going to be presenting things. Yes. So for sure. <laughs> There are for sure going to be big deal A's names that you're going to see, not even just the awesome people that were inducting into the Hall of Fame, like Boost, like those guys are going to be there, but but presenters, people that know them will be on the field as well, too. Well, that's what I mean. I, yeah. said, I said people you with said names <laughs> will be there, Amelia. I already said that. I was trying to give a little color to the story. I there think. are people that with our name have names. They're, huh? They're kind of tall, kind of short. Wear, wear t-shirts, t-shirts sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. press down. Sorry, I'm so glad we got that movie. Look, we're actually like pretty vibing on the movie references. We really are. Can you do your Romeo? Can you do your Romeo and Michelle? Okay, some back some backstory here. If you've seen Romeo and Michelle's High School Union, there's a part of it where she's like, "Oh, Ramon, you know." you're Columbus and I am America. Discover me, Ramon. And Just I really want to like, I want to put that clip up on the board every time Ramon Laureano does something yeah. good, but I can't because it's inappropriate. And you have a great Romeo impression. Do I? Do I? Yeah, you do. Um, yeah. So there's the scene where she is at, she's at the club and he tells her what she, what he does for a living. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a suit salesman. And she was not into it obviously and she goes could you excuse me i cut my foot earlier my shoe is filling up with blood (laughs) it's spot on guys go watch the movie it's so good do you have a businessman special i can't businesswoman special yeah Yeah, what kind of business you in post it (laughs) (laughs) they didn't even say anything they couldn't keep up with it such a good movie it's a very good very underrated that and can't hardly wait yes well, cheers for another episode yeah. of Last Call. Still a fun vibe, even though we took the L today. Yeah, we took the L, but tomorrow's another day. And you do have to bleep out one of my cuss words. So I there will. Is, there is that. I'm going to do it. You know, it took me, I thought it was going to break that seal way earlier in this process. So did I, but we're classy. Okay, one of us is. The other one's me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. This is a last call, last call, last This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 